Welcome back to Lena's Beauty Talk and more. We're so busy getting to know each other. Um, this segment, or the break went really fast. All right. I want to welcome to the show Bamboo. She's anchoring the end of the table. She looks beautiful. Uh, so Stunning. do you want to introduce, you, I mean, during the break you gave us, you know, a little bit of information about yourself, but do you want to tell us your story Yes, Miss Elena, thank you just for inviting me here today. Uh, you are all beautiful, as you know. You are just, I'm just a reflection of your soul. You, know? <laughs> right, you can just keep talking. That voice is just yeah. so dreamy. Well, so with your voice, maybe it can get through to other people yes. that are listening. Well, what is, um, I am from Senegal, West Africa, and I was born and raised in Senegal. Um, I'm the number six of the family of eight kids. And what is a kind of difference with me, uh, I was born left-handed. That is in a country where you have 90% uh, of Muslim and 10% of Christian. You know what it is on the Bible and the Quran, what the left hands are. It's just a part of uh, what people want every time to change in me. And then I was, uh, we, I don't know if you say Tom girls, I was every time want to do things that boys were doing more interested about that than what the girls were doing. Meaning I'm, I was not interested in dolls, I was not interested in anything else than uh, skateboard, uh, soccer, tennis, uh, playing outside, wrestling, and I was totally different. And I remember my mom saying to people, oh, this is my girls, my girls, my girls, and this is my boy <laughs> 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 about me. And I said, okay. Uh, we say garçon manqué in French because I speak six languages. And in French, mm -hmm. we say garçon manqué for, for tomboy. This is my daughter, my daughter, and my garçon manqué. And I was like, you know, the child who didn't want to be do what the girls were doing. Um, well, and uh, in this fact, I was not the most beautiful because I was just not into beauty. I was into sport, entertainment, enjoying music, dance. And I decided, well, if I'm not the most beautiful, I will be the smarter. Mm -hmm. And I start opening all books, reading dictionary, reading books, five books at the same time, interesting in language, traveling all over the world in my mind, and escaping that way. Meaning as I could not do what a girl was doing, every time I was ripped out, because it was not what they were supposed to do. Um, that's that just took me into school, midwifery school, uh, medical school and uh, I started working in Senegal and I started working after that, went to Europe and started working with Doctors Without Borders during 10 years. Wow. Beautiful. But you had domestic violence background, so did that come from your family? Did that come from a marriage? That comes first for the childhood of the bully. Then the violence in the, well, the, as I said, when I was not doing what my parents was expecting me to do, I was corrected, as what they say, corrected, and everybody was allowed to correct you uh, in the family or cousin or aunt. Everybody was correcting you. I was bullied a lot. Um, and Can you I talk about what that correction looked like so we have a clearer picture? Correction, well, uh, belt. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be belt by your elder brother too. Uh, anybody who has a power can correct you, as I said, because you don't do what 
they're supposed you're supposed to do and i was every time challenging them when they say you cannot do that i say well yes i can do it uh and that continued they were telling me i was an angry child but, but i was not i was more into going outside enjoying people have a lot of friends but inside i was every time sad and to escape what i was doing is to go to the backyard i like to dance i create a group of dancers when i was uh, 13. Uh, we were 30. I was dancing in the backyard, and the, my favorite music was Michael Jackson, The Man in the Mirror. <laughs> and I was creating in the dark choreography on Man in the Mirror to escape to all this pressure that I have of anybody could tell me anything. Like my sister said, you are never obeying. You are every time doing different. And in that continue like that in a kind of not uh, liking myself, and that end up into the marriage also. My relationship with men were the same because the person that you trust most, your father, was a man who was also very kind, very nice. But when you do something that was wrong, my brother could correct me, the male could correct me because he was a man power. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's still going on there. That hasn't stopped. Has it gotten any better? Do you know? Do you go back to Senegal at all? Well, I didn't get went for a long time, but I know that it's still the man power in the situation uh, empowering women and it's more difficult women are independent in a certain way but they are still under and the power how did you get i'm going to kind of speed you up a yeah, little bit yeah. how did you get to the united states uh through my marriage my my husband is uh, my ex-husband is here we divorced he was uh the situation like i want to come with my family and end up i divorce and uh that was uh because of the violence that i have in my house too and then you ended up at Safe Passage. Yes, I ended up at Safe Passage where I have uh, therapy, and it was uh, a wonderful moment. Too. And uh, when did you go to? Can I? I'm just gonna. <laughs> when did you get to Safe Passage? And did you have? Uh, and how did you get to Safe Passage? Through a friend that is in the program. I will not name her here because she's not here. She told me, you know, you are struggling and you don't ask for help. Let me introduce you to Trisha and Safe Passage, and I met everybody. And Jane. how long ago was that? 2014 and 2015. Oh, so it's recent. It's very recent. I could not see the violence. Uh, I was th- every time thinking that I can save myself. And you have a daughter. Yes, I have a 13 years old daughter, 14. 14, okay, <laughs> let's, yeah, we better make sure we get her age right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's what it is. I'm just trying to protect. Trying so to, are you mm-hmm. divorced now? Yes, I am. Okay. I am. And life is better. Life is so much better. And do you owe a lot of that to Safe Passage? You probably owe all of it to Safe Passage. I do. I I mean, I just mentioned that name and you light up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I own them a lot. I own them a lot of knowing myself really and be able to speak, to speak out and not hiding it like being ashamed of what's happened. Like I was not the victim, but the reason why the violence was on me is because of my way of being. Mm-hmm. And it just brought it out and make the understanding I'm not the one, it's a perpetrator who has to change. And All right, me. I'm going to put Jeannie, since you're on the board of directors of Safe Passage, yeah. you want to kind of fill in some of the blanks in the story, like what you do, how the classes or the classes go, so that we kind of bring it full circle to where she is now. Yes, well, um, like when Boone was talking, um, 
she you you took workshops as far as uh, for business Absolutely. to help you in business to help you with self-esteem to teach you about I mean you dress beautifully but for image um, because a lot of women sometimes you leave with just the clothes on your back and we provide the women with uh, completely new wardrobes and for your daughter um, the healing process the therapy um, being able to uh, bamboo was an amazing speaker at our May 1st event at CBS and I'm telling you I, I told her I said you're gonna be an internationally known because I mean, who would have thought that she would have even gone through that type of violence and to be able to stand in front of 200 people and speak the way she did? It was mesmerizing. So, I mean, we help in, in every single area that you can think about. I have a, one thing I'm not understanding is where do you live while you're going through the program? Do you live in a shelter? Do you live... Do you move out and get your own? I mean, where do what what each each situation is, is different. different. So we we have women who don't have anywhere to go, but like I said, we have an amazing network because we've been in in um, operation for over 16 years. So we have hundreds of different networks of shelters and other organizations that we work with. So you know we we. Um, just put it out there that, hey, we have a woman, she doesn't have anywhere to go, she has children, what is available? And because we have such an amazing network because we've been around for so long. This is what I've been trying yes. to get yes. at. Yes, and, and, and Trish is, is, is so well known, you know, because she's that a trailblazer. That I saw on the website. Yeah, she's a trailblazer in, in this um, issue. So we, we are, are pr pr very well connected as far as is getting the help. All right, Dell, I know you have some questions. I can see you ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering, Bamboo, what, what was the, um, I know you told us that your your background, you grew up with violence in the home and, and that it was normal for not just your father to beat you if you didn't do what he wanted to do, but but your older brothers and family members. And and I can see exactly how you would that would carry over into your marriage. When did it exactly, when did it hit you that you really, um, couldn't take it anymore. Well, I remember one time I was already on the midwifery school and my uh, brother hit me so hard that I have a break on my scalp and I have to go to the emergency room in the same hospital where I was uh, going to school and midwife and is a doctor, is a friend. And I came back and I said to my dad, you know, you can continue. If you want to kill me, kill me. When you want to stop, let me know. I, I don't care now. And it's when everything stopped because it was they were paralyzed from me telling them, you know, do what you have to do and let's finish with it today. And I was uh, already 20, 22 years old still. So that was in your family of origin. But what about in your marriage? When in, how, how old were you? Well, in my marriage, it was when uh, my ex-husband came. He was drunk and tried to uh, beat me. I just took the fire extinguisher and I said, we break your head today and it's over. You know, I'm asking for divorce. That was it to save me and save my child more than anything because there was a children in the middle. Mm -hmm. And what the, the, the result was, you know, it took everything and we end up with nothing, no cars, nothing. Now, had you already found out about Safe Passage before you said that or you found out about it after you'd, you'd given them the fire extinguisher <laughs> <laughs> moment of truth? 
Well, that was after because I went through that. Then I divorced, but I was this. I was not seeing the effect of the violence, mm-hmm. and I was figuring out when people were talking to me, I was coming more and more sensitive of their words and reacting more, you know, in a self-defensive attitude. That's what I said. I, I really need help because I cannot continue to handle that. And were you working at the time? Yes, I was uh, working. I was uh, doing some different work. Uh, I was working for my just to save my daughter to to feed my my family because I came out with nothing, no housing, nothing. But I could save. Did my you fa- just leave? I make him leave. Oh, you made him. I leave. made him Good. leave, and after that, everything was crumbling. But I have to move to another place to be sure that my daughter and I will be safe. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But look at you now. Yes. <laughs> look yeah. at you now. Yeah. And it's nice to know that that you have your applause here. That that safe passage it's not just about helping women get out of that environment because it sounds like you took yourself out but that you realized that you were still suffering the after effects and the self-esteem and the 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 raw emotions that you had inside that was stopping you from moving forward in your life in a productive way absolutely absolutely is because of safe passage and trish and linda i was telling her i was running away from your therapy because i knew you would take deep in me what it is and make me crying every day but it was exactly to take out all the layers of years of you know take putting on and every time smiling mm-hmm. and nobody knew what was happening in my life up to now Many people that I help come to me to for help on any kind of help don't know what I went through. And I say, you know, sometimes I want you to help me. Meaning Safe Passage helped me uh, taking off all this burden that I was carrying my shoulder. We say in Africa, you know, I was carrying the monkey and the bananas on top of the head. Yeah. <laughs> the monkey, without myself knowing that I was the one who would need to be carry that way Mm -hmm. yeah it's so important i mean i just want to stress how important um therapy or coaching is in this situation because often it really is the childhood that we grew up in i mean i i myself grew up in a in a, a i call it a a very um dysfunctional home and it set me up i i had an absent father i i didn't meet my father and Having that um, yearning I had for a father figure, absolutely, even though I'd worked on myself so much, uh, the type of man that I was attracting, the relationships I was attracting were not healthy because I wasn't healthy. And um, again, as I said, I wasn't physically abused in some of my relationships, but I was certainly um, emotionally and mentally abused. And um, if I hadn't have done the work and and really, really immerse myself in therapy and and any self-awareness I could do, I would have just kept repeating the pattern. And thankfully today, I can say that I have the most amazing relationship with a beautiful, loving man that I just wouldn't have if I hadn't have got the help that I got. Um, Not all my relationships were terrible. Some of them were good. but, (laughs) But I definitely kept being attracted to a certain type of unavailable, um, hard man yeah i agree with you i was on the same pattern and thinking that it was every time me when i was breaking up i was even doing okay i have one month to know you two months to be sure that you're the one third the third man i break up to be sure that you know <laughs> i get i don't get attached yes. in a certain way not physically i was not doing anything i was so young but uh i have also this situation where on my body, I cannot release myself like this. I'm still every time holding. I'm still between the two uh, 
how we say, between the two chairs, but it's not about the physical relationship that I'm looking for. It was more about uh, the affection, the loving relationship. And I was also every time jumping into the same pattern of men. that tend I was, to do yes, that. Yes, I want to love, I want to be loved. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Look at me. It was just look at me. And I'm the good person. now mm. that your daughter will grow up um, understanding you know, about domestic violence and you think she'll, you know, come out of it as well as you have? Well, she, she does. I can see that her personality uh, <laughs> she, is she's coming like, through. <laughs> it's yeah. coming through. And she's every time telling me, who is this guy? He has to get out of here. He's not the one, the, the, the right one for you. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. this is not a good example that you are giving. Is it the role model that you want to give me? You know, she's, she's amazing. So she's, she's really on you. <laughs> she's really on me, but she knows exactly, you know, who is the, uh, and she always say, no, 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 no. She, I, I call her my grandma. <laughs> because she acted with me like she was not my mom, but my grandma. <laughs> yeah, she she's she's phenomenal, for, and I'm blessed because God gave me this, the child that can carry that that is the one I would love to have. She's mm -hmm. a funny, she's loving people. Even if she's a only child, she's more extroverted than with everybody. Yeah. Friendly. No, she's it friendly. sounds like you're giving her a wonderful role model right now to to. to to literally just stop the, because it does, it goes down culturally, it can just generation to generation. And um, and especially if we've had that chaotic childhood, we're, we're used to the drama, we're used to having to struggle to be loved, to be seen, to be noticed for who we are. So inevitably, you know, what, what makes us feel in love is that somebody that's difficult or, or, or doesn't see us. I mean, it just triggers that sort of, I mean, we and we call it love. It's unbelievable. It just triggers that pain that hasn't been resolved, and it's like here we go, here we go again. Here's another man that I have to prove myself to, or be seen by, or be recognized and and appreciated and loved and like you're saying and adored. So um, yeah, it's uh, definitely. But it sounds like you've had a lot of help, which is wonderful. So you're going to make wiser choices, plus with the assistance of your daughter, <laughs> grandma, yeah. grandma, my grandma. grandma. <laughs> My grandma daughter. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, I, I want to ask you one question. If you uh, to our to talk to our listeners, and if you uh, advice that comes from your heart from getting out and leaving a bad domestic relationship, you know, if you can put it just in a couple sentences. Um, first of all, what I would say is, it's never okay to be in a situation with the domestic violence. And there is always hope outside. Until you are inside a cloud and you cannot see the, you know, the light, you always have to reach for help. And for sure, the second thing is don't blame yourself when you are a victim or find an excuse uh, to continue on the pattern of love, good uh, honeymoon, and after that, storm and fight and love again, apologize and love again. That will still continue until you understand who you are. That's the best advice that I can say. Just leave everything and go. Life is so beautiful and you can be happy with, uh, and find somebody in your life that can appreciate the way you are. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I know you wanted to talk about, because we keep focusing on the women, but there are many men in domestic violence 
abuse cases. And I know you wanted, Jeannie, you wanted to talk about that. So we can start the conversation. We have a few minutes and then we'll take a break and, and then continue. Yeah, well, there's a lot of controlling women um, and women who have dealt with domestic violence in their past. And they come into a relationship and um, in order to feel that they're in control, they terrorize their husband and their man. And just think about it. Um, if, if you um, threaten the man and say, if you go to anybody and say that I'm doing this to you, I'll just deny it because who's who are they going to believe? me or you. So, I mean, that's that's definitely uh, something that's that's out there again because they are men. It's there's more shame to it than if it were a woman. Now, do you get many men coming through safe passage? Not many. Um we we don't because like I said there's even more shame because who what man wants to say that at the hands of their their woman that they're being abused except it's now being portrayed a little bit more on tv yeah so that might help bring it out of the shadows yes yeah 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 and then you know again it goes back to the children so the children are seeing this behavior that's why i, I go back to the point where i just really believe that domestic violence and abuse is at the base of what's going wrong with our country mm-hmm yeah, well, and I say every time I can add something. When I say, uh, when we talk about macho men, I every time say macho men are usually raised by macho women. And mm, <laughs> because that's, they are that's a good point. Yeah, I'd explain we, that further. Yes, yeah. because every time we say, oh, the man is a macho, I say, well, usually in certain family, the person who is raising boys even in the house is a mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a lot of men who are in the same situation when they are abused as a children by their own mother mm-hmm. and continue to be abused by the women because they do like we do, you know, go into the same model than their mom to be loved, to be seen, and end up with a woman who is abusing them. It's, it's so true. I mean, they say, I mean, our first love is the parent of the opposite sex. So in my case, my first love would have been my father. Um, and because he was a- absent, that was my, that was my, what I felt was, um, that's what I yearned for, was an absent man, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And exactly the same thing as you say, a, a male child that's been abused by his mother, I mean, of course he's going to choose an abusive partner because he wants to, you know, have a chance to re-rectify history. And this time it's going to be, you know, they're going to see me and love me and respect me and, and adore me. So you could just keep playing out that childhood pattern mm-hmm. and, and, until you get help. So. And I'd like to say that I think if we would make it a priority to let networks know and the powers that be that we are sick and tired of violence being portrayed on their TV shows and in the music. You know, it's one thing about I, I can say about this country. When we have something that we feel strongly about, um, we can come together, especially the women. Because, you know, I just think about when women didn't have the vote. Wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. And women got tired of it. Mm -hmm. And they gathered in the streets. They wrote letters. They did any and everything we could (laughs) to make our voice known. And so shows like this that are bringing domestic violence to the light to, to, to uh, get people to understand 
how tragic and how important this is and that it's not the person next door. It affects you because it could be it's your child being bullied by a child that's in school that has anger issues because he's being hurt all day, every day and traumatized and he doesn't know how to handle it. So this affects every single person in this country and we need to make it a priority. It's coming to be, it is starting to become a priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's come a long yeah, way yes. from the time that I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, when, I, when we come back, I, I would like to discuss the red flags. For we when, can start that now. Okay. <laughs> but, but before that, I was, yeah. I was adding on her, you know, for the new generation, the younger generation is what we see on, on games that they are playing on their phones and app, the violence is there. And now today on social media, it's so easy when you disagree with somebody to start bullying and is on and on nonstop. And you see that a lot with your daughter, I'm Uh, sure. I mean, I think I am so grateful. I was not born in this era of social media. Mm -hmm. I am just, I don't know if I could handle it because it comes at you so hard and you don't even know where it's coming from. From no, yeah. nowhere, people that you don't even know. No, that's what have, I'm saying. Yes, and you have to spend time to defend yourself and back and forth and that can put you in danger because mm-hmm. if the person doesn't know you, what happened next? Mm-hmm. They will find where you're living. And this is what we are seeing in the street. People get bullied and get, you know, hit by the same situation. Yeah. Anyway, I was just... No, no, that's <laughs> no, a really good yes. point. Absolutely. Um, and that's just a as, super good point. Yeah. And as parents, I mean, we have to be so there you got children. two boys. I've got two boys, but to really keep talking with them mm-hmm. and... and helping them navigate that world of social media because it is there we can't turn the clock no back, but we, we probably certainly... should come back and talk a little bit more about that yeah okay. all right we're going to take a short break when we come back we are going to continue this conversation i think we will come back and talk about social media because that is a big problem so stay tuned everybody this is alina's beauty talk and more on la talk live or more than just talk <laughs> 